Hi, this is Anna Marie Boyd, and you are listening to Moved by Grace Counseling Radio. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. If you do not know me, my name is Anna Boyd, and I'm a licensed professional counselor in the state of Texas and Mississippi, a registered drama therapist, a registered yoga teacher, and a PhD candidate in mind-body medicine with a specialization in integrative mental health. My podcast has gone through four seasons now. We're starting season five, and it tries to supply nuggets of information regarding innovative and somatic approaches to mental health treatment. So in just 10 minutes each episode, we learn about topics such as creative therapies, neuroscience and play, the mind-body connection, and alternative approaches to psychotherapy. So as we start season five, I had an idea and I share this idea because I think it's really important to inform those who don't know about the different diagnostic criteria about what they are. Um, I'm sure we have all either ourselves or had family members really struggle with mental health. And so this season, we're going to break down different diagnoses their criteria, and all of the ways that they manifest for individuals. I want to offer a friendly reminder that this podcast does not take the place of psychotherapy or mental health treatment. Additionally, each episode will provide treatment plan ideas for certain conditions. So this information is based on my personal experience as well as what professionals around me have suggested for patients. So just as a last reminder, every person and their mental health is gonna look different. I don't think that healing is a one size fit all and there can be seasons of growth in different seasons of life. So for today, we're taking a dive and I don't even know if 10 minutes can do this justice because it's just such a broad spectrum. Um, But we're going to take a dive into obsessive compulsive disorder, OCD, and obsessive compulsive and related disorders. So again, this is going to present differently for different seasons of life depending on the individual and what's going on. So for example, a 15-year-old teenager can probably have significantly different symptoms than a young mother or maybe an elderly person navigating retirement. Um, Mental health does not discriminate, it just presents differently. And that doesn't even go into the fact that there can be dual diagnoses of someone can struggle with OCD and anxiety-related disorder at the same time. Um, So again, it's a really gray area. There's not a lot of black and white, and different professionals are going to have different opinions. Um, But I think it can be really helpful to have more than one opinion if you're interested in knowing what criteria that you meet. Um, So if you do meet with a counselor, especially if you are insurance-based, they do have to provide a diagnosis. Um, So if you haven't talked to your counselor about what they are noticing, why are we in therapy? This is really important. Of sure, there can be cognitive processing in therapy where you talk and vent and get things out and get some feedback, but you really want to hear their opinion knowing that it's not the only opinion. It's one perspective. Um, I think counselors are cool. Obviously, I'm biased, but they see such a wide spectrum of individuals 
it's it's not personal. <laughs> what they're hearing is based off of what you're sharing. So, for a broad overview, OCD and related disorders can span a wide range of presentations. So, I'm just going to name a few. We have OCD, obsessive compulsive disorder. We have certain eating disorders like binge eating disorder, phobia related disorders, uh, amidophobia is the fear of vomiting, um, hoarding disorder, trichotillomania, which is hair pulling. I've also had a lot of clients with like skin picking challenges, body dysmorphic disorder. Um, that, I mean, that kind of encompasses a broad overview of different presentations. The list could go on and on. Um, but if we are looking in the DSM, which has been updated time and time and time again, and basically this is what psychiatrists and therapists use to help point them in the direction of the diagnosis for the client. So OCD is specified as a presence of obsessions, compulsions, or both. Obsessions are the recurrent and persistent thoughts, urges, or images that are intrusive and cause distress or anxiety. Um, compulsions are the repetitive behaviors or mental acts that a person feels compelled to do to relieve the anxiety caused by the obsessions. So that's, that's the first area of diagnostic criteria. And I just want to speak to one thing that it's talking about, the recurrent and persistent thoughts. It's also known as intrusive thoughts. Um, so one population that I work with is new moms. And I want to normalize OCD when it comes to postpartum treatment. Um, I've had so many moms feel so much shame and so much stress because of their recurrent and persistent thoughts that something's gonna happen to their baby, or they have intrusive thoughts about what if I, you know, I know that's gonna sound morbid, but fall down the stairs and hurt my baby. Um, intrusive thoughts can feel really, really scary, and they're a symptom of OCD-related disorders or tendencies. And gosh, a postpartum mom is going through so many changes, so you're really vulnerable to some of these challenges. Um, so to go back to our DSM criteria, the next symptom that it states is the individual attempts to ignore or suppress the obsessions or compulsions um, or to neutralize them with some other thought or action. So performing a compulsion to get rid of the intrusive thoughts. Um, the next one, the obsessions or compulsions are time consuming. They take up more than one hour a day or cause clinically significant distress or impairment in social, occupational, or other important areas of functioning. Um, so this is, there is a big difference in between habits and obsessive habits, and it's all a spectrum. Um, so obviously assess your own behavior, but also it can be helpful to have the support of a professional. I do apologize, my dog is dancing around on my tile floor. <laughs> so for the next symptom, the disturbance is not attributable to the psych uh, physiological effects of a substance. So we're talking about drugs, medications, other medical conditions head trauma, um, things of that nature. And then the last symptom of the, the new DSM, or the newest, is the disturbance is not better explained by the presence of another mental disorder. Um, so is another diagnosis 
causing this. Um, so for example, panic order with agoraphobia. That's really important because if we're avoiding people, it may not be a tendency of OCD, it might be panic disorder. So just some things to consider. Whew, I've talked your ear off a little bit, but one thing I do want to offer is some ideas for treatment. If you are someone that you know is experiencing symptoms of OCD, there are many different treatment approaches and sometimes it can feel overwhelming. I will say with the clients that I have worked with, I have found the most effective treatment to be exposure and response prevention. So this is getting comfortable with the uncomfortable. When we resist a compulsion or we do something that our brain is telling us is not good, it's going to feel uncomfortable, but we have to sit in the mud. We have to get to a point where we can tolerate the discomfort and that takes time. So I'd like you to think about exposure and response prevention, almost like a stair step of, if I have a fear of vomiting, I am not gonna, I mean, there are some therapists, but I'm not gonna go from A to Z. We're gonna stair step our way into um, more comfort around this. For example, maybe I eat foods that I've avoided that I really like because of this fear. And we're gonna start there. So we're not gonna go straight to pictures or something like that. This is not a drastic change. Um, this is over time, we're building resilience. CBT is another therapy. Um, this is, really focuses on changing the thoughts and behaviors associated with the obsessions and compulsions. Um, so CBT really gets, uh, it offers a lot of practical acronyms and things of that nature to help you um, almost like take the reins of how you're responding to different thoughts. Other therapies, group therapy is incredible. It offers you the ability to speak with other individuals who experience the same symptoms, problem solve together, build rapport. Uh, Family-based therapy can be extremely helpful, um, especially the people you do life with day to day. Uh, one other one that I'll share is, it's called ACT, or Acceptance and Commitment Therapy. So this, intervention to psychotherapy helps the individuals to, for lack of better words, accept their thoughts and emotions without trying to change them. And that's a very general idea, but when we're talking about intrusive thoughts, sure, over time we want to get to a place where we experience them less, but there's no on-off switch. Um, so if we can start to welcome whatever comes, and respond differently, it's gonna help with our neural rewiring or reprogramming um, or neuroplasticity, which is a whole nother episode. But it's really important to distinguish between tendencies of perfectionism or preferences and actual components of an OCD disorder. There are medications that can be helpful for OCD, but usually it is a blend of medication management and therapy that's the most effective. So I hope you found this interesting. I'm really looking forward to diving into all of the different diagnoses within the DSM. Um, if you have one that you really want me to do an overview with, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, I look forward to meeting with you next week and I wish you peace and happiness.